began. On the coldest night of the year, when the heaviest tempest known to man raged, the boy was born. He dropped out of his mother's womb crying and laughing. In the thick slimy fluid of blood, sweat, tears and water he lay. What a mystifying way to enter this cold world. As the years went by, he grew rapidly in height, knowledge and strength equivalent to that of a hundred men. No one matched him. Realizing his abilities, pride germinated within his soul. I am stronger than the strongest god. Death sees me and runs, he would proclaim. On the other side of the village was the forest of light, which intensely glowed at night due to unknown reasons. Inhabited by gomids and other grotesque supernatural beings, this forest is rumored to be where every rainbow ended and its curve and a portal to the dwelling of gods. However, some profess other myths. The boy randomly got up one afternoon, packed his bags and announced his departure to the forest of light. Amidst wailing and tears, his mother begged him to stay. With courage and pride, he said, I will go and return with the heads and riches of the gods. As he departed, he never looked back, and that was the last time he saw his village and mother. Arriving at the forest of light, a voyage that took him fifty days, he sat down to rest. Noticing a gomid who was going about its business, he approached it, grabbed it by its hair and shouted, I will kill you, eat you, and become a god. Where is the rest of your kind? The gomid begged profusely for his life to be spared, but the boy listened not. As he hungrily and tastefully devoured the gomid, a thousand gomids emerged from the shadow to retaliate in anger. The boy murdered half of them. The rest fled to report the strange occurrence to the other supernatural beings of the forest. Perplexed by the boy's act, they all in one accord reported him to the creature. The creature let out at his anger by blinding the boy. He felt no remorse and laughed at the creature, saying, Is this all your might? Furious, the creature caused a ferocious earthquake, storm and wind to ravage the hut in which the boy dwelt. Still, the boy felt no remorse. Immediately, the creature in all his might and strength caused the ground to open up and swallow the boy, thus transporting him to another dimension of space and time. This inexpressible journey lasted for 200 years and was filled with unending torment, torture, pain, anguish, pestilence and gnashing of teeth. At the end of his journey, every ounce of his spirit, soul and body was shattered and crushed. The boy found himself sitting in a scorching desert broken, naked and stripped of his confidence and identity. All he wanted was water and a piece of fabric for his dirty, lacerating skin. Rocking back and forth on his numb buttocks, he kept uttering the word Maktoub. A dozen and two days passed. He was still sitting there in his weak state, still rocking. His experience paved way for humility to reside within the innermost parts of his spirit and soul. With seven minutes of life left in him, death stood by waiting to harvest his soul. He faintly uttered the word, Maktoub, and he delved into a mystifying mirage. He saw the past, the present, but the future was withheld from him. The words, You are an image of the Creator, speak, echoed continuously in his enigmatic state. 
with the last ounce of his life and strength in him, the boy yelled, I surrender. The sentence echoed throughout the desert. The desert felt a distant energy, an energy that was present during the moment's creation. His weak spine straightened up. His eyes opened with strength, his dry tongue regained moisture and he began communicating with the forces of life and manipulating matter with the usage of celestial words and proverbial incantations. He conversed with the four elements and commanded them to do his wish. He sent them on individual tasks. The sun and moon came down to cloth him with their glory. Rulers and principalities of earth and other planets stared and marveled in awe at his magnificence. He humbly knelt down in prayer to the creator of the universe. Still in the act, the wind came and carried him away, far away from the desert. The boy sat there, on a mat, amongst presidents, kings and aristocrats suggesting schemes and policies for docile minds and poor souls. He mostly spends his evening giving out soul food to those in need. One evening, he decided to take a stroll in the fields. A bright light flashed. There in the northern section of the sky appeared a chariot of fire and a whirlwind which came to take him to the innermost part of the heavens. He humbly knelt down and thanked the creator of the universe for granting him a spot in his presence. In the beginning was the boy. The boy became a man and the man became a god. As Baba concluded his tale, a cool breeze began to blow. The sky seemed they could burst open and at any moment releasing its blessings in heavy form of rain. I could not hold back the hot tears that formed in my eyes while the story was being told, because I could relate with the protagonist in the story. The story touched the depth of my soul. In my early years, I was labeled a genius, a wild child, and described as individual who would rise to influential positions of power and authority. Now 37, I hold one of the most prominent positions on the London Stock Exchange. However, the city life engulfed me. By ethical and unethical means, I became a chronic capitalist. I failed to find and understand my life's purpose. This gave greed, pride and vanity a foothold in my life. My moral compass was reprogrammed from purity to filth. I hosted and attended some of London's most influential parties in Knightsbridge, Chelsea and other luxurious party spots, where drugs, alcohol and women had to be present in excess or the party was futile. A capitalist state of mind was all I had. I had lost the notion of self and masked my identity from society. A different self for a different occasion. God was a myth. Neither church nor priest existed in my vocabulary. I had it all. Countless Omega watches, tailored Savile Row suits, bespoke Oxford shoes, two penthouses, thriving investment portfolios, two trendy Bentleys and was negotiating for a deal on a yacht. However deep down within my soul, I was broken, wrecked and disconnected from the source of life. The rain had begun to pour down heavily. I had not noticed the absence of the crowd and the quenched fire because I was deep in thought and tears, still clutched, wrapped up and seated facing Baba. I began to rock back and forth and my cousin who stood there staring at me was mesmerized by my actions. For unknown reasons, unshaken by the storm, 
Bubba was still sitting in the same spot with his escort staring at me, perhaps waiting for me to shed all the crocodile tears as my mom would describe it, or he was waiting for me to make a move. Nevertheless, I did notice his lips move, probably uttering prayers. My watch struck 12am, and the storm got heavier. Still in my reflective and remorseful state, I suddenly leaped up and ran towards the river screaming, I surrender! I surrender! As I ran, I began to strip off my clothes, shoes and watch. I dived into the river butt naked with the aim to swim towards liberation. Uncontrollably tears rolled down my cheeks. I felt sorry for myself and those whom I had offended. Still in the river, in the raging storm, I raised my head towards the sky and began to confess my wrongful deeds. This lasted for about 45 minutes or more. In his feeble state, Baba walked to the bank of the river and stretched out his arms in a call of acceptance. Like a child running to receive a precious gift, I ran into his arms and gave him a tight hug. He said to me, Son, tonight you shall attain liberty and greater heights. He submerged me in the river and lifted me out, repeating this act seven times while uttering powerful prayers, which I could not recollect. I finally understood the reason for my sudden premonition for me to return home. Thus, I began my voyage of soul-searching, seeking my purpose, self-awareness and aligning myself with the infinite. All I can do is weep, weep and weep, tears of joy and repentance.